Welcome to the Quality Code Podcast. I'm your host, Talisha, and here we talk about everything quality. Tune in now. Welcome to the Quality Code Podcast. I am your host, Talisha, and thank you so much for joining me today. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about vulnerability is just weak, okay? You're weak. You're weak. So I thought, (laughs) okay. I'm kidding, guys. If you already don't know me already, if this is your first time joining me today, the dry humor and sarcasm is all up and through this podcast. So if you don't really know if that offends you, you're still at the right place. All right. So listen, vulnerability is weak. So I thought I would like to have a full transparent conversation with you guys today on this episode about vulnerability, what I thought vulnerability was, what it actually is, some examples, etc. Okay. We're going to get real nitty-gritty and personal here. Are you ready? Welcome to my world. Welcome to Talisha's world. Welcome to Talisha's headspace. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. First things first, let's go ahead and talk about the Google definition of what vulnerability is. I do not know if you all know what vulnerability is, if you are already tapped into it, or if you are not. However, the episode shall continue. So vulnerability, what is it? What does being vulnerable actually mean? Here's the definition I found. Being vulnerable means putting yourself in a position where people can hurt you. Being vulnerable means to express yourself where you are least certain and least confident and allowing others to respond to them. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the episode. Hope you do good in life. (laughs) All right. So listen. This definition is, in total transparency, every single word of this definition is what I've struggled with my whole entire life. And when I tell you my whole entire life, I genuinely mean my whole entire 28 and a half years of living on this planet Earth, okay? And I really want to talk to you guys about why I struggled with this, and let's move on to the next, okay? Next. I gave you the definition, which is absolutely phenomenal. That is the, you know what? I never actually Googled what the definition of vulnerability is on Google. Like I've read several books, I've read audio books, but I never, or no one, actually, no one ever put in their book, maybe I should write a book, it's coming, it's in the works. No one has actually put in their audio cover or their book on vulnerability. Nobody has actually put the actual definition, which maybe they should have started their introductory, maybe. I don't know. Okay, no judgment here. However, that is a beautiful definition of what vulnerability actually means. Okay, so let's talk about some examples of being vulnerable. Being vulnerable means that you are okay with rejection. Being vulnerable, some examples. Another one is sharing your personal info, sharing mistakes, sharing some of your mistakes, sharing what you are shameful about, grief, guilt. Do you feel guilty? What is something really bad that you did or that you thought about and you're holding it all in and not telling a soul because you don't want to be vulnerable with anybody. You don't want to put yourself in that position for them to talk about it, talk about, you know, in privacy, what you talk to them, whoever you confided in about. You don't even want them to have a chance to bring that back up in a conversation, right? Another form of being vulnerable is reconnection, reconnecting with someone who you had conflict with, 
Okay. So I truly did. I truly, truly did a lot of research for you guys all the way down to, cause I love y'all, whatever, you know? Yeah. Okay. So there are different types of vulnerability. Who would have freaking thought? Like, I'm not even kidding with you guys. I'm so happy that with my episodes, I am very thorough and I actually research the topic. You know, obviously I'm a talker, I'm a little chit chatter or whatever. Okay. So I can truly, and I do mean truly, it is a true gift of mine to just tell me a topic and I can talk about it for an hour. I don't need to actually research the topic, right? I don't need pinpoints. Okay. I can just ramble here. Right. However, I don't want to do you a disservice. Okay. On the quality code podcast, because I'm of quality. Yeah. You're at the right place. Okay. So I actually did further research just for you guys about the vulnerability types. Okay. The first vulnerability type is human and social vulnerability. The next is physical vulnerability. The next is economic vulnerability. And the last but not least type of vulnerability or being vulnerable is cultural environment. Now, I did not do that much much research and I did not research every single type because go ask your therapist for it. I'm not getting paid for this yet. Come on, y'all. Listen, I did enough with giving you the different four types, all right? Go with it, all right? So look, first of all, I would like to tell you all that I had no idea that there are different types. No idea. I had no idea about the vulnerability definition that I typed up on Google. I had no idea. So let's talk about five minutes already and into the episode, okay? Let's go ahead and get down and dirty, dirty with what I had got going on, all right? I wanna let you guys know that if you are like me or if you know someone like me who has truly struggled with being vulnerable their whole entire lives or for an extensive amount of time, I really want you guys to understand that I am nine times out of 10 for certain that if you are someone else truly struggles with being vulnerable with people, showing your emotions, right? Getting soft as what society would say, it's probably some childhood trauma coinciding with that, okay? Again, I don't know y'all like that, okay? And I am not a licensed therapist. However, I can just tell you about me, mind, my experience, okay? So check it. In my childhood, I have experienced, I have experienced a lot of women being put down by men in a negative aspect. I have witnessed men abusing women, whether that is mentally or physically, right? I have witnessed that as a child, right? So just that alone, right? Even if you don't struggle with vulnerability, it's, it's one or two things, right? If you have been abused yourself or if you have witnessed any type of abuse, right? As a young child, okay? You're gonna be one or two things. One or two ways. You're going to struggle with vulnerability, which means you are Mr. or Mrs. Tough guy, right? Tough cookie guy, right? Or girl. Or you're going to be so vulnerable with people that you overshare. You allow people to overstep their boundaries with you. You don't know how to say no to people. You don't like to step on people's toes. And you just want to be a people pleaser, right? So I don't want to get all psyche with y'all, but I am. Because, you know, 
if you did not know, I used to be a psychology major. And I know a little some, some, something I like to say that every single month because it makes me feel smart, okay? Worry about yourself. All right, so let's talk about psychology, okay? So listen, the reason why I struggled with vulnerability my whole entire life is because I have always seen women be at their most vulnerable state and they get screwed over basically that's that's the nicest rated g version that i can semi come up with okay so as a child right and you know psychology states statistics states yeah i'm a little statistics girl okay i like numbers i like percentages what we talking about here okay check it so look ages three years old to seven years old is the most the most important years of someone's life ages three to seven is the most memorable part of your childhood though that age group shapes you it shapes how you view people it shapes how you view yourself it shapes how you treat people it shapes it shapes you how you should not treat people right it shapes you on what you think is right and what you may think is wrong that shapes you and obviously you know whether it's your parent or a parental around based off of their actions it truly rubs off on you and i want to speak to the parents for a little second because i am a parent and i have been through certain situations and i have a daughter if you ain't know okay you don't need to know her name why you need to know her name you don't need to know my daughter's name okay anyways check it so look i really as a parent as a new parent i truly watch how I speak around her, how I speak to people, how I react to her doing bad or something, right? Or how I just react in general with something that pisses me off, right? Okay. So I just watch myself in all aspects because, you know, a lot of parents don't. And just speaking to you parents, I just really want you to minimize the cussing, all right? I know you're mad, but do you, do you have to curse in front of your child, right? How you cussing and saying B-I-T-C-H in front of your daughter, and then when your daughter call you B-I-T-C-H, you mad, but you said that though. Like, come on now, take accountability. Like, for real, what, what are y'all doing? Like, grow up, for real. That was just an example I want to get out. Y'all didn't ask for that, but you know, however, look, I want you guys to understand that your children are watching you. They are watching what you say and watching what you do, and don't give me the bull crap talking about oh well you know i'm the parent i'm i'm the elder so you know yeah don't do as i say you know don't do what i don't do as I, what's the saying girl challenge you know don't do what i do do as i say yeah that's what y'all wild parents used to be saying okay yeah that's clearly politically and socially and mentally and emotionally and freaking correct stop doing that in 2023 come on now Throw it out the back here. Stop telling that to your kids because first of all, they're going to do the exact opposite, right? It's not helping. It's not, a, it's not a good tool to be telling your kids that, right? So check it out, okay? Listen up, listen up, listen up, okay? Okay. I really want you guys to understand that your children are picking up. Your children are picking up, you know, your communication patterns. They are picking up what you allow people to do to you because I know a lot of you guys know when it comes to the percentages of abuse, right? Let's take Chris Brown, for example, okay? And I am so not speaking out of turn because Chris Brown actually stated this in an interview. 
way, way, way long time ago, long time ago, long time ago. Chris Brown's father was an abuser. He used to physically and mentally abuse his mother, right? Pretty sure you guys saw Chris Brown in the blogs or whatever, right? Pretty sure y'all saw that. Uh, putting hands on women, multiple women, all right? I know y'all saw that. We ain't really gotta talk about all that. Look, so look, you know what Chris Brown said? He said that he is so disappointed in himself because he turned out to be just like his father. And I want you all to understand that when you are, again, a young child and you watch or you have been abused or you watch your parent or whoever get and be abused, something chemically in your brain, right? Sometimes it makes you think that that is okay. Sometimes in your later years, when you are dating or when you marry someone, right? You may marry someone exactly like your abuser before, prior, or let's just say if your mom or your dad was getting abused, right? You may marry that person or you may become that person. Now, listen, you don't necessarily have to intentionally want to do that because I mean, come on now, who just wakes up on the side of the road real quick on a Thursday morning talking about, yeah, God, you physically created me to hit my wife in the face, right? Like, come on now. That doesn't happen overnight, okay? So I want you guys to understand that the things that you show your children at a young age, that is going to have a either positive or negative effect on their whole entire lives. And that's what happened to me. So I have seen women get abused. I've seen men, uh, I've seen women cry, you know, and crying never fixed anything in my eyes, right? To me, the more, again, this is what I saw, the more a woman cried, the more she either get beats on, the more she gets spit on, the more she gets yelled at. Like crying doesn't solve a mother freaking thing, okay? It doesn't solve anything. So as a child growing up, I never cried. I never wanted to cry. I was a very tough child, a very, I was tough, okay? I used to beat up my cousins. Like, look, if you try me, if you try me, you gonna get God, period. Like that. that's it. I, I'm not finna sit here and be playing with y'all. I'm still like that now, but you know what? Look, therapy, okay? So look, stop, stop playing with me, okay? Look at me wrong, I'm upside your head, period. That's just how it goes around here because walk on eggshells, period. But here's the thing though. How about this? How about this? How about this? How about this, okay? Instead of, if you're a family member, if you're a friend, right? If you see a troubled child, if you see a troubled teenager always getting in trouble, if you see, I don't know, maybe your your son runs away at 15, 16, or, you know, maybe you and your daughter don't have a good relationship, or maybe you and your son don't have a good relationship. I want you to do something that's going to be very, very mature that most of y'all don't be doing. Okay. I want you to take a step back and self-reflect and say, you know what? My son or my daughter, we don't have a good relationship. Why is that? My daughter ran away. My son ran away. My son is beating on his high school girlfriend. Why is that happening? I want you guys as parents, and again, I can talk about this as a parent. I want you guys to self-reflect and figure out what did I do? Did I provide my child with an emotionally, mentally, spiritually environment as a kid? Did I provide that to my child, right? A lot of y'all answers should be no, whether you're mature enough to take accountability or not, right? Your answer is no, and that's okay. I'll tell you your answer for you, right? It's a couple of y'all, okay? Listen, 
But here's the thing. Life is not over. Everyone can be correctable. But here's the thing. Once you become to a certain age group, some people, not all of us, right? Some parents truly think that they just know everything, right? What I say goes or no, I'm always right. Even if I'm wrong, you're, in, you're incorrect. Okay. I know that parents, some parents, depending on the age era, right? Depending on the generation, some parents truly do not want their children to express to them that they hurt them or express to them that they are wrong or express to them that they handled the situation incorrectly. I know it'd be hurting y'all little feelings. Okay. <laughs> I know it'd be hurting y'all little feelings, but as a child, we're right. I want you guys to understand as a parent that you never want to put your child in a position to not come and talk to you and not be open with you. If you do not provide an environment, an open door policy for your child to truly express to you what is going on in their heads and what is going on, they will not. If your daughter comes to you and say, hey, mom, I have an acne issue. People are picking on me at school. If you tell your daughter, toughen up, right? Or if you tell your daughter, you're still a pretty girl, right? If you don't actually go hand in hand with the issue, guess what? She's never, ever going to come and talk to you about anything that she is struggling with. You want to know something that's a perfect example? Talisha, oh, Talisha, you good, girl. You good, girl. Check it out. Look, that was a perfect example of your daughter being vulnerable to you. What did you do? You shut her down. That's exactly what you did. You just told her, you'll be all right, baby. It ain't that bad. Like, come on now. Your daughter just told you she getting picked on. Your daughter just told her that she feel ugly. Listen, y'all, 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 some of y'all parents, okay? Some of y'all, not me though, okay? Y'all, listen, stop shutting your kids down. Stop brushing them over, okay? If you did not create a safe space in your household for your children, don't be walking around here like you were the perfect patty parent because you're not, okay? Don't be walking around here trying to figure out, oh, why don't I have a relationship with my kids? Well, maybe it's your fault. Just maybe it is your fault, right? And this, this, this can just be talked about in just so many different ways, okay? Because here's the thing. You could also have a child who you had a great relationship with, but you spoiled them too much, right? So they never got a chance to see anybody get abused. Nobody was sexually abused. Nobody was mentally, nothing, nothing, right? But you gave your kid too much. Your kid walking around here with too much, too much money, walking out, walking around here with too much mouth, okay? You ain't checking them. Because first of all, where is the discipline at? All this gentle parenting, cut it out. Get off of here. Get off of here. Cut cut it out. Because here, here's the thing, all right? When you're a parent, all right, this starts from very, very early on. I'm talking about one, two, okay? I be disciplining my child, okay? She ain't even two yet. My child, no, girl, try me if you want. <laughs> try me if you want, but I'm still very vulnerable with her. But again, you have to set boundaries with your children, right? Look, look, listen what I'm telling, trying to tell y'all to say. Spoiling your kids, giving them too much, not telling them no, just saying, yeah, you can do this. Yeah, you can go there or whatever. Yeah, you can hang out with whatever, right? You are not enforcing discipline and you are not preparing your child for the real world. The real world is not going to always tell your child yes. The real world is not going to always be on your child's side. How are you preparing your child for the real world? Okay. How are you preparing them? 
That's another topic for another day. But I'm just trying to let you guys know that being vulnerable can truly make or break your children based off of the home environment that you check, that that you provide for your children. Back to me. Back to me. (laughs) Okay. So look, I've seen that my whole life. So I grew up just basically like, all right, we're going to get real tough around here and we ain't playing no games with nobody, family or not. Don't look at me crazy. Don't talk to me crazy. I'm telling y'all how it is, right? Maybe it's a Sagittarius in me too. I'm a fire sign. So, you know, we get down 30, okay? So look, (laughs) I really want you guys to understand that I thought crying was weak. So I did not cry, especially in front of my family members. Um, I've had a lot of family members to hurt me, a lot of people in my family to truly uh, do the worst of the worst to me. And, you know, this is also not an episode to bash anybody in my family. It's not an episode to bash any of my friends who have hurt me in the past. This is truly just me being open and honest about my life experiences. So if you get offended by my life story, you are at the wrong place. Exit now. (laughs) Okay. I am truly telling you guys about my life and what I had to deal with to try to help you guys. That's the goal here. That's the goal of the Quality Code podcast. Listen, I want you guys to truthfully understand if you have vulnerability issues and you're not working on them, right? You're making a conscious effort to not work on your vulnerability issues. You're just like, screw it. I am who I am, right? You are not of quality, okay? This is still being of quality. This podcast is still trying to redirect you and teach you on how you can be the most quality type of individual in your whole entire life in all aspects, all right? I'm here, I got you, okay? So look, from seeing abuse as a child, different types of abuse, it has truly almost ruined my dating life as an adult. Um, It has ruined some friendships of mine. And ultimately, if I did not catch it and do some self-improvement and some self-work, it would have eventually ruined me. I would not be married right now and I probably would not have a kid right now if I did not work on my vulnerability issues. So let me tell you guys how I worked on it, all right? One of my very close friends sent me a book by Brene Brown. Please write it down. Brene Brown, it's called The Power of Vulnerability. I think that's the name, right? That book, I listened to it on audio actually, but she also has a paper book. Um, I mean, come on now, Brene Brown's a freaking millionaire. Like, come on, she's a well-known author. Like, just do your own research, right? I can't tell y'all everything for free. Okay, so look, that book changed my life. And I read that book about four and a half years ago. Yep, about four and a half or five years ago, probably. And from that moment, from that moment, I completely changed my life and I started doing the inner work on how I can work on being more vulnerable. Let me tell you guys some examples of how, let me tell you guys some examples of how the lack of vulnerability almost ruined me as a person, okay? Friends, I never used to talk about myself personally right not intensely at all and I still don't to this day I'm I'm a little bit more vulnerable with you know one or two of my friends really one really none (laughs) one of my friends um you know we all have some histories that we're not proud of we have all done things uh and said things that we're probably not too too proud of 
And it's up to us to tell people about them or not. You know, if you tell people about them, that's an example of being vulnerable. And you want to know why? Because like I just told you guys, being vulnerable means putting yourself in a position where people can hurt you. Somebody can hurt you by bringing up the situation that you talked about with them in confidentiality. Somebody can also, you know, gossip about it to other people. Okay. That's an example of how somebody can hurt you when you tell them something very personal. I, in high school, I have ex- had, I had a friend who... I had a couple of friends, right? It's a little friend group and somebody in that friend group, they completely told so many people about this certain situation that my friend had going on. You know, this person was very insecure about this certain thing. And the other friend of mine, right? Can't believe I call these people my friends. But anyways, they brought it up and spoke about it to several people. This made my friend very depressed, maybe suicidal. I don't know, probably, I'm pretty sure. And from that moment in high school, and I was in ninth grade, okay, that moment in high school, when I saw this situation completely blow up in my face, you know what I told myself? I told myself, I will never, and I do mean ever, never, never, I don't care if I roll over in my freaking grave, tell anyone something so personal about me that they can repeat it. And I was so angry when that person did that to my friend because- Why would you do that? This person expressed this concern out of pure confidence, knowing and thinking that you were going to keep the secret and you did not. And I truly was like front row, saw everything blow up right in public. And it was truly, it was devastating. It was daunting. And that changed me forever with my friendships because I've gone through some very deep things in my life that only some family members know, um, and none of my friends know. And I may share it a few years down the line from now when I become a millionaire from podcasting and I get more views. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding, y'all. Yeah, I can't take me seriously. I may express it to you guys, but maybe not. I mean, here's the thing. I used to be very embarrassed about certain things that I went through in my life. I used to be very embarrassed about it. But, you know, here's the thing. I have found true power in it and I can talk about it. Like if someone were to ask me, what is the darkest thing that you've ever done? Or like, what is the darkest thing you've ever went through? I will actually tell you, I don't need to, because here's the thing, you guys, I am comfortable in that. I am comfortable in my life. I don't have any regrets in my life. I still don't. Everything shaped me for who I am. So if somebody were to ask me that deep thought question, I would genuinely just tell them with a smile on my face and with hopes that it would help them or help someone else, right? And I would want to tell them about it so I can express to them how I overcame that, okay? Nothing that I tell people, which you guys need to learn if you haven't, if you don't want people to repeat something about you, don't tell them, okay? I don't care what type of vulnerability level you on right now. If you are scared and if you are gonna be shameful and have guilt, if someone repeats what you told them, right, do not tell anyone anything other than your therapist that you pay for you got that write it down if you have to stop telling people all these things because you never know people are human some people talk too much all right some people talk too much too much right be careful about all them talkers okay because you talk so doggone much something gonna obviously slip up right because you can't keep your mouth closed 
So you're going to slip up eventually, right? May not be about my business, but it's about somebody else's business, okay? So listen, to this day, (laughs) none of my friends, none of my friends know what I have truly been through with my life. Nobody, I've never told anybody anything. (laughs) And you want to know the kind of sucky thing about it is that people always go to me for advice. I am the advice giver. I am the person that is going to motivate you. If you're feeling like crap, you can call me. If you're feeling like you are not confident, yeah, I'm your girl. If you're feeling like, hey, you know what? I want to quit my nine to five job tomorrow and start an entrepreneur and um, oral and become an entrepreneur, right? I'm your girl who you can call to really pump you up and give you the confidence. Like, yeah, girl. Yeah, you got this. You can do it. Okay. Now with being that type of friend, it's very hard to find friends that are that way for me, honestly. And since I am always the person who always has the answers in a friendship Some people can sometimes overlook my needs, but here's the thing. Since I already, so I don't struggle with vulnerability that much now, right? But talking past tense here, for for someone who struggles with vulnerability, that is a cover-up. The cover-up, the gag is, the gag is, is that you want to be such a helper, right? You want to be the go-to person, that resourceful person, because if I'm the most resourceful person, then nobody will ever ask me about my problems or ask me how I'm doing or ask me how my mental state is or ask me if I'm suicidal or ask me if I'm depressed. No one's going to do that because they're just coming to me for advice. Oh yeah. Talking to you, sis or sir. I just bursted your little freaking bubble. Okay. You ain't slick. I see right through you. So listen, people like me who have truly, unfortunately, really struggle with being vulnerable, we are usually those people because it is a coping mechanism for us that we are just that true resourceful advice giver that nobody truly asks us about what's going on with us. So sometimes I do want to get real vulnerable with my friends. And sometimes the honest truth is I just don't, you know, it's kind of like Even with making new friends, right? I'm in this weird stage right now. I feel like I can talk to y'all, right? Can I talk to y'all? I'm in this weird stage right now where making new friends kind of gives me anxiety. I am, you know, I pretty much had the same friends for a while. Some people, some, some of them, right? I feel like in some of them, for the most part, maybe within the last five, really between the last five to eight years, I've kind of accumulated like some more and newer friends, right? I consider that relatively new, right? You only been friends five years. Come on now. Come on now. Okay. (laughs) And I noticed that I am just very much so not open (laughs) to making new friends. And I'm trying to be better with that. Um, Again, this is a striking, very much so prevalent to vulnerability issue that I'm going through right now because, you know, You know, I will say, I will say, becoming a mom helps with my vulnerability because when you are a mom, right? If you're a mom, you know, okay? When you're a mom, you're a a vulnerable person. You have no other choice but to be a vulnerable person. Like you're taking care of a human being. In order to successfully take care of a human being, you have to be 1000% vulnerable with yourself and with your child. Like, come on now, what y'all got going on? You ain't vulnerable with your kid? How your kid grew up? All right, anyway. Your kid turned out at age 40. Okay. That's the more daunting issue we got here going on. All right. So I do 
make mom friends very, very easily. But making friends, making new friends who are not moms, it's hard for me. It's a little hard for me. Uh, it's, it's just hard for me. You know, it's more, it's easier for me to make friends who I relate to. So if you're a wife or your mom or you're an entrepreneur, you know, your business mind, you're very ambitious, stuff like that. You're in IT, you know, you're in the healthcare field, you know, things that I have in common with people, it's easier for me, which I'm pretty sure it's like that for everybody. It's easier for me to make friends with those type of people. And, you know, people, people have just screwed me over so much. So my, my little fence and gate bar (laughs) is just always up against certain people because you just never know, you know, and now that I am an entrepreneur now, even with business, you know, I don't like mixing business with pleasure. And I've had some pretty good examples of why I shouldn't do that, <laughs> why I shouldn't mix business with pleasure. And I don't know, I just, you know, when you start becoming friends with people who, you know, are your clients or or who are your customers, you know, not all people, but some people like to get a little relaxed, right? Relaxed meaning they can just show up whenever, they can leave whenever, they can pay whatever, you know what I mean? They can say whatever. So I'm just very cautious, you know, a lot of the women and men, (laughs) but women mostly 99.9%, a lot of the women who I service with my own business, you know, they are very vulnerable with me actually. And I do appreciate that. I am a very vocal person with my clients and you know, the energy is just there. So if you step up in my chair, right? You're just going to feel it. You're going to feel it. You're going to want to talk. I'm going to make it very comfortable for you. Come on, y'all. Offer snacks free, drinks free. You know what I mean? I got all kind of LED lights up in here in my studio. You know, like we real comfortable up in here, okay? And I do that on purpose because I want people to come here comfortable. Like, you don't know me. I don't know you. You know what I mean? Let's get comfortable, right? Let's get relaxed. There's no need. I'm not going to kill you, okay? We're just chilling. I'm here to get my money, service you, and get on up out of here, okay? But, you know... I really don't like to mix business with pleasure and I don't know, but I do, I really do have clients who I could genuinely hang out with, but I refuse. <laughs> it's almost like I kind of refuse. And if I do it, I always have like something in the back of my mind, like, dang, you shouldn't have did that. You shouldn't did that. You shouldn't did that. But maybe I should have, like, maybe I should have, because here's the thing, what I had to learn and what I really want you guys to learn is that being vulnerable means that you are giving someone the position to possibly hurt you but here's the thing once they hurt you you have control of the aftermath so i think for a long time and like i said you guys i'm only 28 and a half years old okay so come on y'all i don't have all the freaking wise words i ain't been on this earth 40 50 years so i don't know everything okay and it it got to me like wow you know talisha if they hurt you if you were vulnerable with them and they hurt you or they misuse you don't mess with them no more. It's simple. Cut them off. You know what I mean? Or set up boundaries with them. It could be a family member too. These are family, y'all family weirdos. All right. Talking about y'all too. And you know, that's it. Period. Point blank. If you are vulnerable with somebody, you put them in a position to hurt you and they actually hurt you. Well, here's the kicker. You guys ding, 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 ringing bells here. You don't have to put them in a position again to hurt you. And that is something that I realized a little bit later in life, but you know, whatever I'm saying later, like I'm 50 y'all come on now. All right. That is something that I learned. Like it's okay to be vulnerable with people. And then once they cross it, you know, Hey, not messing with y'all no more. Okay. And 
that has helped me along the way to try to, you know, be a little friendlier with people and, you know, just open up people to my space. You know, although it may seem like I'm very extroverted, I am very quite, very much so introverted. I like to be at home. I like to relax. I am a one-on-one type of girl with people. I really bond with people and I thrive in one-on-one interactions, okay? I'm not your party girl who's going to be who who enjoys like interaction with a whole bunch of people I don't know like no give me about one two three people let's chat it up all right it's gonna get it's it's getting good here okay but once you start adding all these extra people you know I'm just not I'm definitely not open to being vulnerable anymore right I'm just not comfortable right in order to be vulnerable you have to be comfortable you have to have and be in a comfortable space a comfortable environment right So I thought that crying was weak. I thought that sharing my emotions and and telling people my emotions were weak. So I did not tell people when they hurt me. It was just like, all right, you tried me for real. You really tried me for real. So now you're dead to me. That's how I pretty much dealt with life 24 years of my life. (laughs) Family too, dead to me. It doesn't matter what you think because we blood. Like we really cool like that because we really ain't because you try me. Stop trying me for real. Like. Who are you? Who? I mean, any age group, you can get cut off. 80, 90. What you think? Just because you're too old, I ain't finna cut y'all off too? Like, you're done for. Like, so I just want (laughs) to, you're done for. All right. I just want to let you guys know that the vulnerability thing really kind of stuck with me, you know, all the way down to family, friends. That's kind of where it originated at. My family hurt me first. So it's kind of like, dang, your own blood the person who's supposed to be super close to you can really screw you over and treat you like a nobody for real. Oh, these friends y'all talking about what friends, baby, my friends, my family really tried me for real. So any friends that come along, I'm definitely not going to be vulnerable with y'all. Like we ain't even blood for real. And my family done screw me over. So like, who are y'all, you know? And that was a mentality that I had for a really long time. And it's a very, very toxic, toxic, toxic mentality. I want you guys to know that being hard is not cool. You know what I mean? Like being the tough girl, the tough guy, it's not cool. You want to know why? Because you're, you're initially and essentially suffering on the inside because you cannot get your emotions out. We are all emotional human beings and being vulnerable isn't weak and being emotional isn't weak. Crying isn't weak. Whimpering isn't weak. Yelling isn't weak. These are not things that make you weak at all. I truly admire people who are emotionally available and I want to let you guys know since as a child there were there was no space for me to be emotional there was no space to me for me to really express my emotions or even be vulnerable right I had to be really strong in my childhood and just get through things to just make it through by the day Um, I had no I just didn't have no time to really be like oh my god that hurt my feelings or oh my gosh like I'm sad Okay, so, oh my gosh, so if I'm sad, that means I should cry, right? Or do I pretend like I'm not sad or do I just don't cry, right? Because crying doesn't get you anywhere. And, you know, truly my childhood shaped me for who I am today, but it really did have a negative, negative impact on my life. And even with dating and relationships, like, thank God for my husband. (laughs) Thank God for him because I can honestly say me and my husband been together almost six years or has it been six years, something like that. And... I did not truly become 100% vulnerable until me and him started dating. (laughs) So before me and my husband got together, I was not vulnerable. If you thought 
I was vulnerable in a relationship. I was not. I probably gave you one or two chances to be vulnerable with you. You probably screwed me over, which you did. That's why I need marry you right now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I was not vulnerable with you at all. After that, you know, I gave you your chance. You ruined it. Let's get on up out of here. Okay. And you know, there were some guys, you know, not many. Well, you know, <laughs> I can't keep track of a long time ago. It was some guys that are that were really nice guys that I dated that, you know, since I struggle with vulnerability, like I just couldn't let them in. And there are also some guys, one guy <laughs> that I loved him so hard, y'all. And here's the thing, right? We, we can talk about dating another thing, but here's a little quick little snippet advice for y'all. Okay, You should never love your partner hard. Loving your partner should never be hard. You know what my mother always told me? She always told me that she's like, Talisha, you know. When you are in a relationship, it should never be hard. Yeah, you will have some difficult seasons, but loving a person should never be hard. It should be very easy to love a person. And that is, I mean, that's the deepest thing. My mom should be on the red table talk with Jada, for real, okay? Because that stuck with me. And my husband was the only man that I ever dated where it was just so easy. Everything just flowed. You know what I mean? Like, it just flowed. The difficult conversations, it just flowed. It was always respect. You know, nobody's yelling, cuss people out, throwing things, slapping folks. Like, come on now, be for real, BFFR. And that's why I married him because everything just flowed and he made me feel so vulnerable. Um, my husband makes me feel like I am that chick for real. Like, like HBIC, that chick for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, he makes me feel vulnerable. He embraces my type A alpha female personality type. I am for sure an alpha female because like, come on now, what you, what else you thought I was? Yeah, whatever. I'm a fire sign. All right, let's get it. Look, so, you know, he embraces that, but you know, he also, I would say the only person in my whole entire life, which is crazy, right? Because it's a lot of y'all that's been in my life for real. Listen to me right now. Um, He is the only person that is that has truly experienced me 100% being vulnerable. And you know what advice I have to say to you guys who wants to get married? That's how it should be. If you, especially if you struggle with vulnerability, right? You have major vulnerability issues. The person that you marry should allow you to be 1000% vulnerable. You should be so comfortable with them. Like I can yell, I can scream for fun. I can dance like a chicken. I can, you know, listen to my rock music, listen to my metal music. No, I'm not a serial killer, but I do enjoy metal music. That should tell you a little bit something about me. Don't try me. Okay. So I can be my full transparent self with him. I can be a boss around him. He uplifts me. He loves that I'm like a boss type of chick, that I'm an entrepreneur. Like I like to get to the bag because what else you get into for real? You know what I'm saying? He really makes me feel that way. And I can, I have, let let me tell (laughs) y'all, let me be for real with y'all. My husband can tell y'all, but he ain't gonna tell y'all because y'all ain't supposed to be in our business for real, but whatever, okay. Look, I have never cried with any other human being, not even my mother. Like I have cried with my spouse. My husband has seen me cry more than I've seen me cry. (laughs) Let's just say that, okay? I just started crying and truly showing my emotions while dating him. Like, so it's hard for my husband to understand. Like when my family tells him like, yo, I never seen Talisha cry for real. He's like, y'all are lying. There's no freaking way. She cries every week. (laughs) I don't cry every week, but I definitely cry every month. But you know what? It's okay. And you know what? I am glad that my partner, that my spouse who I decided to marry makes me feel that comfortable that I can cry. I can cry. And 
He makes me feel good while I cry. Like I can cry, I can let it out. He encourages me and I move on. And I've never had that in my entire life. I've never had the space. I'm gonna cry right now. <laughs> I'm just playing y'all. Um, I've never had anyone make me feel 100% comfortable with crying other than my husband, which is crazy, right? That's a beautiful thing. Um, that's how I knew he was the person to marry. I love him very much. Uh, enough of this mushy, gushy bull crap. All right, <laughs> just kidding. Um, so I, I highly recommend that that you date someone and you marry someone that makes you feel that way. I have dated a guy before that did not make me feel that way. I have dated a guy and our relationship was like Bobby and Whitney Houston. I am not freaking lying with y'all. It was tragic, a very long relationship, very much so off and on. And I was so angry all the time. I was yelling. I, it, it was just so toxic. And that person did not bring up my vulnerability. Matter of fact, that person made my vulnerability issues much, much, much worse. And just didn't date anybody like that. Um, I have friends and romantic partners. I have pushed people away because I don't want people to get too close to me. I have dated men specifically to get what I want. And then when I'm done with them, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> that, that that's all I can say goodbye and I don't I don't want anyone getting that close to me because why would you so I I am seriously so shocked that I am even married right now because I truly thought that I would not get married until I was like 50 years old because because I truly just felt like you know what I don't even want to be vulnerable with people with a man I don't even want no man living up in my house I want to live alone by myself I love living alone when I lived alone I lived alone for four years y'all best time of my freaking life and I truly enjoyed that time by myself. I didn't have to answer to anybody. I wasn't even, I was not in a relationship, whatever, doing whatever I want to do. Okay. I'm keeping you at a certain arm's length. And when I need you, I will get whatever I need. And after that, good night. Also, I do want to let you guys know, which may be another topic for another day. Um, my vulnerability issues stem from daddy issues. So and you know what? I'm so comfortable with talking about my daddy issues <laughs> now because one, I'm over that. Me and my father actually have a relationship right now. So this is not a jab. Okay. So, you know, I'm very comfortable with talking about it, but it, you know, having daddy issues, I used to freaking hate when people say daddy issues. Like what the freak you mean? Daddy freaking issues. Cause I always correlated daddy issues with being weak. Right. Yeah. Not, not correct. Not politically correct at all. However, you know, I had vulnerability issues because I always had quote unquote daddy issues, what the world would call it. And looking back at it now that I'm close to 30 very soon and I'm so much more mature than I was at 15, I can really talk about it and talk about like when you have daddy issues, you can be one or two ways. You can be overly vulnerable or you can be like me, which did not show my emotions or any vulnerable anything, right? Because it was no one's business. Why would I do that? Why would I cry in front of you? I'm gonna cry in front of you for you to make fun of me. I'm gonna cry in front of you so you can think that I'm weak. I'm, yeah, what, what, why, why, why would you think that? Why would I take back someone, either it's a friendship or a family member that would hurt me? Why would you hurt me? Why would you put your sit yourself in a position to hurt me? If you didn't hurt me, I wouldn't have to cut you off. If you didn't hurt me, 
I wouldn't have to cuss you out, right? It's looking like it's, it's giving your fault and not mine. Why would you do something to hurt me as a child? Okay, so got that off my chest. <laughs> Anyways, that is why I struggle with vulnerability issues. And again, if you struggle with vulnerability issues, the first thing I want you guys to understand and to do and to practice is to acknowledge that you have feelings. I just started acknowledging that I had feelings when I started dating my husband. Um, before then, I did not acknowledge that I had feelings. I did not acknowledge that things would make me sad or depressed or anxious. I did not discuss those type of things. Like, oh no, you don't discuss those type of things. And, um, you know, I also didn't like to discuss, you know, my childhood trauma and how that affected me, you know, with vulnerability issues. I didn't want to talk about that. And, you know, again, just practice, practice being vulnerable with people. That's all I can say. Get some therapy about it because, you know, what my therapist told me is that, you know, when people have issues, when people have problems, uh, the first thing is admitting your issue, admitting and realizing why you have that issue. You need to figure out why you are the way you are. I know why I am the way I am. I understand that. I understand that. And I am so happy that I have had family members be the first people to hurt me because I have gone through so many different examples in life of people hurting me, whether that is like, I've had some horrible, and I do mean horrible managers at work, like bullies, right? And they're supposed to be my manager, right? I have, I mean, come on, y'all. I can tell y'all work stories for freaking days, honestly. Like now I work for myself. I'm not, <laughs> y'all can't send this episode to nobody that I'm applying for because I work for myself, right? Y'all ain't blocking no interviews, all right? I, you know, I really have stories for days, for real, for real. But, you know, this episode getting kind of long. And, yeah, I ain't finna be on here for no hour, for real, for real. So, y'all gonna have to catch me on the next one. However, I want you guys to practice that. I want you guys to understand that once you practice being vulnerable with people and you actually open up to people about your issues, you know what I mean, or things that you're shameful of or you feel guilty of, you're gonna feel so free, right? But, again, I want you guys to understand that if you have vulnerability issues, that it is so easy to close up when someone hurts you when someone violates you being vulnerable but I want you guys to understand just set up boundaries with that person do not put everybody in that same box just because your dad or your mom hurts you right when you're trying to be vulnerable just because your best friend hurts you when you're trying to be vulnerable and you know violated you that doesn't mean that your next best friend of 20 years is going to do the same thing that doesn't mean that your mother or your father can apologize and you know practice change behavior just be open to it again you know if you're 15 listening to this i know you're like man screw what sleep's talking about i ain't messing with them for real you're getting cut off period right and that's okay you 15 all right you know what i'm saying but as you grow older and you get mature and you get wiser you know the goal should be to change yourself to better yourself to be of more quality the quality code hello and that should be your goal that's definitely my goal and, you know, I am definitely so happy and thrilled that I was able to talk to you guys about my vulnerability issues and what helped me, what can help you, some examples. And I hope that this episode really resonated with you per usual. Again, don't forget to send this to somebody who you think will truly enjoy this episode or learn from what I'm talking about. Again, this is your recovered lack of vulnerability freak here who had no emotions. So I thought, right? Vulnerability is weak. 
So I thought, I thought wrong. Talk to you guys on the next episode.